The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 28th, 2018, Ross. season 14, episode number 87. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Welcome to you guys. We've got about a, are we doing 45 minutes or an hour today? You want to do an hour? Let's do an hour. Director of digital, <laughs> I don't know. You tell digital. me. Director of, five director of digital five years ago. I don't about know what your title minutes. is. <laughs> it's a long one. Huh? About 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Yeah. No, we're going to go an hour today. We're okay. going a full hour. We're talking some Cowboys football. We're going to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Saints. That'll happen tomorrow night on Thursday night football. Um, and there's some interesting things we got to talk about today, including some comments from Demarcus Lawrence, which I absolutely loved. But we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. We're going to start a first. Aggressive. Huh? A little aggressive. And huh? I like aggressive. I was, I was about to a say. A little aggressive. <laughs> well, we'll wait till we get yeah, there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but no, yeah, it was a little aggressive. It was a little aggressive. But um, let's talk first about injuries. Yesterday, we uh, looked at the injury report. Cowboys have three. Wait, no, I'm sorry. They have five guys who did not practice. Good burgers. Four of them. Sorry. Four of them we knew weren't going to practice. Uh, Tavon Austin, Sean Lee, David Irving. And uh, Jeff Swain, Tyron Smith, we probably knew was probably not going to practice, but he did not practice. And he's probably the one of those five that even has a small chance of being able to play at this point. Um, what are you guys thinking? What are you hearing as far as the likelihood of him playing tomorrow night? That's the I mean, that's you're right. That's really the only one. I think the other well, the other one of those. The other injuries. four definitely not playing. Yeah. yeah and, they're out. and they were never expected to. Right. Some um, of them are out for the rest of the year. They just don't know well, again. I want to talk a little bit about David Irving, but let's just oh. hold that for a second. Is that who you were talking about? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe there's others on that. All right. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I, Jackson over there. I haven't heard. I have not heard any whispers leaning any one which way. You know, we said this earlier in the week. He hasn't practiced. That's not a good sign. But he is definitely on that list of guys that don't need to practice um if he does anything uh, you know i'm sure the cowboys are holding a walkthrough at some point today maybe they can get him into that and like i said like he'll he'll be out there early with the trainers tomorrow you know five o'clock trying to get loose and see how he feels um i'd lean toward thinking he'll probably sit especially when you think you know you got a division game next if he doesn't play in this game he's got a long weekend to recover just seems like a better safe than sorry type of situation to me. Cam Fleming last week um, had some rough moments, but also played pretty well. Definitely played better in the second half. The entire offensive line played better in the second half. Um, how much confidence do you have in him? That would you have in him this week as a starter? Last week, it's one thing when when the team, because I, I don't think anyone, including us, expected that Tyron was going to miss last week. So once you figure out that he's not playing, um, and and then he has to go in, and Cam Fleming has to go into the game. That's one thing for a defender to have to adjust to. This week, my assumption is that the New Orleans Saints are looking at this team and looking at Cam Fleming specifically, those pass rushers, and saying, that's the guy that we're probably going to have to play. This is the guy we're going to have to beat. What does he not do well? How much confidence do you have in him to be able to be successful uh, in that kind of scenario? 
I don't really put a lot of stock in that because I, I think most of the time, if you talk to somebody from the Saints, they would say, "Oh, Tyron's going to play." You know, that, I don't. You know, think they still believe? Tyron's I still gonna think play. that they believe that, and because they can prepare for that, and if they have to prepare and play against Fleming, that's fine. You don't you don't want it to be the other way around, and then you start preparing for Fleming. I don't really. I don't. I think there's too much put into that. I, I think that Cam Fleming's going to have to go out and play well. Um, he he is what he is. He's a he's a kind of a. He's not a journeyman yet, but he's that guy where he's kind of bounced around a little bit. He's pretty good, but he's not that great, and he's a backup lineman. And, and the, those guys get exposed if you leave him out there for too long. Especially, um, you know, got a Pro Bowl defensive end in Cam Jordan, who he actually he flip-flops around on their defensive line, but I'd imagine he's going to get some run at right defensive end if Cam Fleming is playing. Um feel better that he had, you know, a full week to take starters reps and get acclimated because he, I mean, he said after the game on Thanksgiving that he didn't know he was going to be starting until he got to the stadium on mm -hmm. Thursday. So that'll hopefully make a difference. I don't, you know, I don't think he's going to look like Chaz Green out there. I hope not. I hate for Chaz Green that we're going to say that for the Did rest of the time. Did you hear he just got signed? Yeah, he's in Oakland now. Yeah. He was actually with the Saints for a little while. but Good for him. I, oh, I thought he was with the Saints. He's with Oakland now. He's with, oh, he just got signed yesterday. I just hate, like, 50 years from now, on you know if cowboys break is still a thing people are gonna the be like well, the anniversary of cowboys break hopefully he's not gonna get here hopefully no. he's not gonna get chaz green out there like <laughs> he's the, the bar he's like anything better than chaz yeah. green then you're okay that's what happens <laughs> when dj will be hosting and have one of you the think? worst games Maybe. in history uh, nascar break is that what we're doing 50 years <laughs> 10 years from now how about Got it. that okay you're good for a long I time he'll be here in 10 for years. a long time chaz green will Diego be the barometer What'd you say? A little Diego over there. Diego. That's what she says her kid's going to be named. Oh, my God. Really? Diego? If I have a kid. I don't know why we're talking about this, but <laughs> if, if I, I have, have a kid. kid. Yeah, when I have a kid, my boy is going to be named Diego. <laughs> All right. You guys sure do love to not let us be on the road. That's I know. Okay. We just look for opportunities to <laughs> do We have an extra only. 15 minutes, Dave. <laughs> um... I've lost my train of thought. You know what? I think Cam Fleming will be fine. It's curious now, to me. It makes all, me. It's all relative, right? He'll be. He'll be all right. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder the severity of this injury because coming off the game, when you saw Tyron fall on the ground, it looked pretty serious. It looked pr pretty painful. But then when he talked to the media, he basically said, "I'm okay. I'm fine." And that's kind of the thing that he always says, and it's gonna keep on saying. On camera, yeah. Yeah, and again, in. My opinion, I would imagine this whole season he's been playing with some kind of pain already from the past. So to be painful enough or severe enough to where now it's keeping you off the field, what does that mean for the future? Especially a guy that has already been dealing with injury. But again, you look at this game and you guys, you and Dave said yesterday that this is not necessarily a game that you need to win. Therefore... Yes, keep him off to the side in case you do make it to the playoff. Then you can just hold throw on. him. Well, no, you need you need. Well, here's the deal: I, <laughs> you need to win. You gotta win. You just don't think they will win. I, I don't no, think no, no, they no. have I'm to win this week. I'm talking about this specific game, though. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree with you. When and, we move on, if you yes. know, I, I think they can handle that. If I they lose they this week, it. it's not the end. If they lose next week to Philadelphia, I believe their chances of then winning the division decrease significantly, in my opinion. Now, maybe it doesn't, but that's yeah. my opinion. So I'm way more concerned about what's going to happen against Philadelphia than I am what's going to happen this week. I think you can set yourself up in a very, very nice position by winning this week, but I don't think it kills you if you don't. That's right. the point. And that's why I would sit, Tyron. 
uh, give him 10 days to get ready for that game. You just you have to beat Philly. You don't have to beat the Saints. It would be fun. Yeah. You don't have to win. And it would be good. It would put you in a great them? position if you can beat them. You don't think they can, they can beat them without Tyrant? Who, Philly? Yeah. Of course they can. Yeah, they yeah, can beat anybody. Yeah. I mean, but, but that's not the point. Set the point yourself is... up to have the best players possible healthy for the most important game. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, honestly, I just think, I honestly think that Philadelphia is the one that has the bullseye on it. Yeah. You lose that game, and it's, it's, to me, it's, it's going to make it very tough down the stretch for you to be able to win this division if you're not, if you don't have that tiebreak over Philadelphia. I think you need it. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, I guess the inactives at this point. We know that uh, those four: Tavon Austin, Sean Lee, David Irving, Jeff Swain will be inactive. Right now, if we had to guess, would you say Tyron's probably inactive? If I had to guess, I think so. Okay, that gets you to five. I, I would more. I would not put you him hold on, that on that list. I think you can get there without putting him on the list, just because. Because you've got Connor Williams as your only backup there, and he yeah. hasn't practiced all year. I mean, I would think you could probably put him in uniform like he did last week. And so you would just then go with the backup quarterback. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying I, you, I, that you'd have. Yeah, I mean, you can do it for sure. It kind of goes back to what Derek said yesterday, though. Like, if he's not healthy enough to start, it reminds me of what I said about Travis Frederick, too. Just remove the temptation to use him. Like, if he's not healthy enough to start, then why is he healthy enough to do right. anything? Because an 80% Tyron Smith is good enough to start. Probably a 70% Tyron Smith is good enough to start. If you're telling me he's a lot less than that as far as just his health and his ability to do things, I don't know if you want him out there at all. Right? Yeah. No, but, I mean, they, they made, he was active last week. So, yeah. And you could, I mean, so Mike White will sit. That gets you to five. Um, Chris Covington is always a candidate to sit. You'd like to have more defensive or more linebackers than that, but you could sit him. Um, you could sit the safety, Darian Thompson. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy way to get there. Defensive line, you've got a lot of guys there now. Because if now, Taco comes yeah, back, you don't ne- necessarily need you Karan could sit Reed. Karan Reed. Right. You yeah. could. So you got a lot of options of, of guys that you can make inactive. Plenty of options. It you know just what? I'll keep him active, Tyron Smith. Because we're doing it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep him active because it doesn't make sense. So the, if he was to be inactive, the week to do so was last week, mm. right? Which is the closest to when his injury happened. Now you're supposed to progress that time as time goes by. This is another week ahead. So why would you make him inactive now? Although the, the thing you got to remember, though, is when you're talking about stingers, when you're talking about anything that's nerve-related, that's not like a typical, let's say you got a sprained knee that, yes, over time is going to get better. You get little massages. But, and- but I don't know that. But with nerves, it's not a thing where it's just like, you can really say, well, it's better today yeah, than it yeah. was yesterday, right? It's just – it takes its own time to kind of get better. And and you might feel better today and then feel worse tomorrow. I mean, I've had some – dealt with some stuff with nerves. Like, it's it's oh, all I over the map. To, yeah, it's all over sucks. the map. You just don't – yeah, it does. It really sucks because you might think you're starting to feel better, but then, you know, a day later you feel horrible, right? So it's just – I don't know. You just really don't know how that all plays out. And, and so I think – I, I kind of agree with Dave that that maybe just take away the temptation, but if you have the 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 inactives already, and and you just have the extra spot to make him active, there's probably no harm in making him active. I just don't necessarily want to see him have to play if he's not healthy enough to start. Is the way I look at it. Yeah. Ten years ago, one of the worst losses ever that the Cowboys have had since we've been here was the game against the Rams. Remember that back in two thousand eight. And Romo had gotten hurt 
week before, and they put him out in uniform. He had a broken finger, and they put him in uniform for the game against the 0-4 Rams, and they let Brad Johnson start. And the Rams were terrible. You just go yeah. with And it was one of the worst losses. They lost by, like, 20 points. And Romo was in uniform the whole day, and he was kind of – he had been throwing passes – and it just caused all this confusion. So now, like, I kind of see your point a little bit there because I remember that day was so frustrating. It was like, why would you even have him out there if you think he could maybe do something? At what point in this game do you not say, please come in and save us here? Right. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. There's two sides to that, too, because, I mean, you know, it's like if Cam Fleming's just getting his butt whipped and Tyron's standing there in uniform, yeah. Or the flip side of that is – Cam Fleming, you know, dislocates his finger and has to come out for a snap. And Tyron is sitting even, you know, you only need him for six plays, but he's unavailable. And so you got to send Connor Williams out there to play tackle when Tyron probably could have gotten through a series. So six of one, half a dozen of the other, which is why, you know, I people roll their eyes at that, me included. You're like, who's a game time decision? BS. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it probably truly is for him. You go out, see how he feels, see how he's moving. Yada, yada, yada. Try to come up with, can he start? Do you think he could give you 15 plays if he needed to? And then, you know, make your determination. Yeah, there's a lot of things at play there. I mean, like, what's his range of motion? We start talking about this kind of injury, like, can he move his arm a certain way? How does it, you know, all those things matter. And that probably is a day-to-day type thing. So it literally would be a get him out to the stadium tomorrow, test it out, see how he feels, see what his, what his pain level is, like all those things. And then you have to make a decision on how much you think you can use him and whether, like Dave says, maybe it is. You feel like, hey, if he had to play a series, he could. If you felt if he had to play two series, he could. Well, okay, in that instance, maybe you make him, in, you make him active so that if you get into that pinch, you can throw him out there for a little bit and, and help yourself. All right, let's take, um, let's take our first break. We'll take an early break here. We'll come back, and I want to jump right into Dave's scouting report on the Saints. He's going to tell us about the Saints' defense and how it matches up with this Cowboys offense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love – I mean, if you have a – thing then cutting the cord is scary but then i found out i could switch to direct tv now and still get the live sports i love no satellite needed no bulky hardware no annual contract just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months we use monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars unless canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply star sports tours is the only official fan travel partner of the dallas Cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. 
When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. This is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, talking Cowboys versus Saints. It happens tomorrow night. It is a Thursday night football kickoff for the Cowboys at, at home, and uh, we'll get a chance to uh, see how they perform against this 10-1 Saints team. Dave. Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about the Saints defense. Let's do it. What you got? Um, well, the big talking point that I think everybody's heard at this point in time is their run defense, which, you know, anytime the Cowboys play a good run defense, it's going to be much ballyhooed. Um, I, I don't mean this in any disrespect to them, but it just it reminds me of the 2016 Cowboys. I think it's really more of a product of how often they're playing with leads than that. It's just this impenetrable front. So uh, I I'm just really curious to see how that plays out and see all, you know, unstoppable force, immovable object. I think the Saints, I mean, I think the Cowboys can have success against these guys. This is a talented group, um, but we've just, we've seen them execute at too high of a level for the last three weeks for me to think the Saints can completely shut them down. Um, They're number one against the run. They're still, they're middle of the pack just as a defense. Their secondary has been surprisingly bad because it was actually a strength last year. You know, they draft Marshawn Lattimore. They brought in Marcus Williams, who I know he made that terrible play that lost him the Minnesota game in the playoffs, but actually had a really great rookie season before that. Hold on. Why are they bad? Like what, what, what tells you that they're bad? Uh, they're giving up an average of 300 yards per game. But the run defense is... is num- no, you're right. I mean, their number... You're, you're, both of these are slightly skewed because of how teams have to play yeah. against them. Yes, you are. That, that's all I'm saying there is just... The, I, and I did an interview yesterday, and they were like, this is the number one run defense. I'm like, okay, but I'm sure the teams aren't just running the ball in the second and third quarter. You're absolutely right. The numbers are skewed because they pass a lot. They still give up big plays, though. Like, okay. they, they give up gains in coverage. Uh, again, probably because opponents are throwing so much against them. Uh, and to their credit, it really seems like they're rounding into form over the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Not so much. I mean, you know, they gave up 374 yards to Matt Ryan, but they have forced 11 turnovers in their last five games. Mm-hmm. I believe eight of those are interceptions. Uh, uh, Lattimore is a top 10 pick. Williams is good. Kirk Coleman used to play with the Panthers. He's a veteran guy. And they traded for Eli Apple, who... He's not lighting the world on fire, and he's probably the guy that you want to pick on in this matchup, but he is he's playing better Top the longer he's there. Two, right? Do they yep. travel those guys? Like, they travel um, the I best think they, corner? I think they would prefer not to, and I've talked to Brian about this. He thinks that, it, you know, let's if Amari Cooper has success against Apple, he thinks they'll move Lattimore or they'll do something. But... I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to be a scenario where Lattimore just starts out going wherever Cooper goes. I think they'll adjust to that as the game goes along. And, and the good thing to note about um, about Cooper is they, he can play all all the positions, so they can move him all across. So it makes it tough for teams to say, "Hey, we're just going to travel a guy," because now you may be traveling him all over the place, and that affects everybody else. You talk about this a lot, Nick. Traveling somebody means that everybody else has to travel, too. Mm-hmm. You're going to travel that one corner who's going to cover this receiver. It's one thing when that receiver stays in one place, like a Des Bryant. When you got an Amari Cooper who can play all the different positions, 
Now, when that guy moves, everybody else on the defense right. has to move and play another position. A uh, couple, couple other points. I, so, yes, these stats are a byproduct of how the offense is playing. I definitely believe that. Probably, you just, I, I wouldn't write it off that way, though. You know, Lattimore is a much more talented corner than 30th-ranked secondary would have you believe. Uh, just because people aren't running on him, Cam Jordan is just fantastic. Like, he... Him and Demarcus Lawrence remind me a lot of each other. Like they're they're highly drafted guys. Ooh, uh, what did he say this week? Then? <laughs> uh, Cam Jordan actually he had a good quote that was just kind of about, uh, you know, yeah we're playing with a lot of leads and our offense helps us, but we've played in some nitty gritty tight ball games where we did our jobs really well too. And to that end, I looked this up. Um, the three best rushing offenses they've played are the Rams, the Ravens, and the Browns. The Rams completely gashed them, which, to that point, Rams ran it 19 times for 92 yards, five yards a carry. That's exactly right. They just got away from it. Nowhere near as many rushing attempts as you would prefer. Right. But against the Ravens and Browns, the 11th and 7th best rushing games in football, uh, 3.3 yards per carry and 3.4 yards per carry. And those were one possession games that came down to the yeah. buzzer. So, but tell me the difference also between sure. those runners, right? Obviously. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, you, they don't have Chubb. Uh, Zeke. Chubb wasn't yeah. playing he when wasn't, the Browns yeah. played that game. Yeah. At least not enough. Actually, I think Razorback was playing. Alex Collins. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. for Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, Chubb had two Sorry. carries for 14 yards, so maybe they should have given it to him more often. <laughs> maybe that was a hint. Um, but Cam Jordan's outstanding. I, he's just he's much like Demarcus Lawrence. He's underrated as a run defender. He's got eight sacks, and that kind of steals the headlines. But he's great at creating penetration setting the like he doesn't give up the edge it's hardly ever uh and then sheldon rankins he is ah i want a defensive tackle like this on this dallas defense he's which you know he was the 12th overall pick i think so that's not going to happen here but uh he's just big he, no he's got seven sacks he just destroys the interior of the line he's i mean he's not like you know he's not like vince wilfork he's not like but he he is a Great Dude, penetrating. I want, I want that guy. Defensive tackle. Who, Vince Wolfort? Well, I mean, just everybody does. No, but just six. Oh, see, six foot, three hundred thirty pounds. I don't want that guy. Just a stubby little. Yes, I don't want not that why. guy. Because Vita Vea, perfect example. Like the Bucks aren't even using him because in the modern NFL, there's no use for that guy unless it's like short yardage. Like he's got to come off the field off after second down. You'd rather have the guy that, even though he may not be a just a fire plug, I want he's going to get up field a little the bit more. Two hundred and seventy-five pound guy who's going to be on top of the quarterback before he's finishing is dropped. I want David Irving. Well, sorry, he's got a sprained ankle. What do you know? Yeah, he does. I, I don't know what you want me to say <laughs> about that. Will he ever play for the Cowboys again? That just took us on a whole different path than where we were on. <laughs> uh, okay. We're almost there. I'm, okay. I'm just rounding it out. They get takeaways. Uh, they got a lot of. It, it doesn't. It's not completely dissimilar to the Cowboys because they've got a lot of young draft picks who are rounding into playing that way. I mean, Cam Jordan's the old head. He's been there forever at this point. But Rankins was a 16 draft pick. He's. This is the first year he's really playing like that. Um, obviously, Lattimore and Marcus Williams are on the back end. Apple's not their draft pick, but he's a young draft pick. Um, First round, right? Apple, yes. Yeah. Um, they brought in Demario Davis from the Jets. He's, I mean, he's their do-everything guy. But a name I think people should know, Alex Anzalone, third-round pick last year, 
uh, always injured in college, like never played more than I don't think he ever played a full college season while he was at Florida. And that was kind of like, well, he's a great player if he can stay on the field. Well, he's been on the field this year. Uh, in their last four games, he's got 20 tackles, a pick, a sack, and two pass breakups. So he's a player when he's healthy, and he's healthy right now. Uh, he's got long blonde hair. You can't miss him. So that's a guy that I would watch out for. But so um, young young defense that is – I think they kind of struggled at the beginning. I mean, they start the season by giving up 50 points in a loss, but they are playing much better. But I think the Cowboys are going to be able to run the ball on them. Straight up. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there will be any temptation on the part of the Cowboys uh, to do what the Rams did and abandon the run because they see so many opportunities in the passing game? Is it one of those situations where as the game wears on, you see, hey, we're, Cowboys, get, we're having a lot. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm kind of with you. On un, that, understand like, my point. Understand my point. As the game goes on, if you're seeing receivers open a lot, then it starts making you think, hey, kill, kill, kill. We need to throw, right? Do you get baited into that to some degree because you start seeing all these opportunities? If these numbers hold up from the standpoint of this pass defense really being able to be gashed, do you find yourself in one of those games where it just kind of works out that way? And we've seen, don't act like we haven't seen that before. No, no, right. We've seen situations where we look back at the end of the game and we're like, Have how did Zeke game, not though? get – maybe not. And, no. and that's my point. That's why I would be worried about it. I, but do you find yourself maybe in that situation where – you just you're tempted to keep throwing the ball That's, when you really should be running it. No, you you're right. That's what happens. That's what happens in football. That's what happens in basketball. That's what happens in boxing. Yeah. That's what happens when someone tries to get you out of your, your game right. and you get tempted to doing that. You you fast you know, fast pace up and down, you're like, Wait, well, that's not what we need to do. So you're right about that. They don't need to be baited in, into that. I don't think the Rams were baited into that because that's what the Rams that's can what they do. do. Yeah. And I don't think they they should have been afraid to go, well, we can go up and down the field. They got the number one pick. They got a great running back, too. So that, but the Cowboys can't do that. And you're right. They need to, to make sure they don't do that. Run the ball. Keep Breeze on the sideline. Cash it in. Get touchdowns. You can't play that type of game. They don't have the type of guys that can go up and down the field and do that. Because the more you keep throwing it to Dak over the middle, his 90-yard touchdown, great throw. He does that five times, it's, it might get picked a couple times. So you're playing with fire if you want to play that style. And I think the Cowboys would be would be foolish to get into a, a game like that. And also, have proven to win any game by playing that way. That's and true. another thing is it's – Dag better be careful the way he handles the ball. Right now, he's been lucky, you know, when he makes a fumble and somehow magically the ball just, just comes back, back to him. So that's another thing that he, he needs to be very careful when he starts feeling pressure. Keep in mind also, it doesn't look like it, but that game got away from the Rams. They were down 35-14 at one point. They mm -hmm. had to throw their way back into it. Yeah. And I don't think the Cowboys are coming back from a 21-point deficit the way that they're built. And, yeah. and that's... I might be misremembering this, but like in the Dak Prescott era, have they ever? I know they've gotten away from the run because they've been down or because they can't run the ball, but like have they ever gotten into like a track meet type of game where Zach, Zach, Dak is just zipping them down the field and Zeke is like an afterthought? Because recall it, it's not a thing that they do. Like when, it. when the Cowboys yeah. play in shootouts, they're stringing together, you know, six, seven, eight or longer play drives that incorporate Zeke. Like that's how they when have they, to play winning football. When they were down in the playoffs against the Packers at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly. I, I know they were down pretty big. And was they, it 21? 21-6. Yeah, 21-3. 21-3. Yeah. And, and, no, Zeke did 
Zeke had so many fewer touches in that game than you would have preferred. So I think right. he that was one redacted kind of have to throw. Them but back I also in the think game. I also think if you're early in the game and the Cowboys are down, let's say two touchdowns, I don't think they panic. I don't think they get into a situation where let's just throw our way out of it. You can't. I think you have to actually slow it down at that moment, and by slowing it down, I mean now run the ball, like run the ball and try to take a lot more time to move the ball methodically down the field. It's okay to That's get four yards. And, and keep going and doing that consistently and drive the ball down the field. Second down is going to be huge. I know we talk about third down a lot and first down. Second down is really important here because you get a three or four yard run on second and, you know, now it's second and six, second and seven. What do you do there? Because if you can't get any more yards and now it's third down and we know what's going to happen there, they've got to keep moving. That's what happened on that long drive against the Falcons when they had about five first downs. They were they were able to get it to third and two and third and one on productive second down plays. But I will say this: now that they have have incorporated Amari Cooper, they've gotten a lot better with converting those third and sixes, third right. and sevens, uh, because he is he has been a, a conversion machine for him when it comes to third downs. That and using Zeke a little bit more out of the backfield, I think that gives him a few more options. But you're right; it's going to be very important for them to get manageable third downs. Yeah. No I doubt just, about it. Well, I'm I'm looking for the exact. Where was the 90-yarder? Yeah, no, that ain't – I mean, you never want to – you don't want to turn up your nose at a 90-yard touchdown, but two plays, 91 yards, 55 seconds, that's a bad thing in this game. Like, you don't yeah. want that. Well, I, let's not I, say like a bad I said, thing. It's not a preferable thing. It's not a bad thing when you get a touchdown. Touchdowns are never bad, right. but you need it's to not preferable. control the ball and the clock way more than that. Yeah. Like, I don't – this. I don't want to zip up and down the field. And that's – the Atlanta blueprint is what I'm looking at. Like, and it's going to be way easier said than done. But I think you win this game by scoring no more How than like 24 have points. How many times seen that, Seen what? Then, throw, like, do that type of play where they throw for like, let's say, runs for <laughs> 90, 90 yards. Oh, like, yeah, no, it I does mean, not I'm happen not worried. Often, so you, I'm not worried about it happening. You're lucky if it happens. It's, but and that's yeah. okay if it's it happens once in a game. Second time I've ever seen it. Yeah, it, exactly. Me too. But it's you're okay if it only happens once in a game. Yeah. If you know, in that last game, they still had two drives that I want to say they were over seven minutes for each one of those drives. That's what you need to do. You just need to have. Two, three, four drives in the game that are going to take significant, some significant amount of time, and then you end with touchdowns. Those, that's the key. You got to end with touchdowns when you have those long, sustained drives. But if they can do that a few times, even if they get some quick strikes, which is always good too, I think you're still okay. It's just you can't do that all day because then you're in yeah. a track meet, and if you're in a track meet against Drew Brees and that mm-hmm. offense, it's going to be hard to win. It's going to be very hard to win. Yeah. All right, let's take. Um, Let's take – actually, I did have one other question for you, Dave, on the scouting report. Yeah. Um, looking at Cam Jordan, Alex Okafor, Marcus Davenport, is this the best – is this the best group of edge rushers the Cowboys have faced this season? No. Okay, who's better? Clowney and Watt, for sure. Okay. And I would throw um, – Washington? Washington's interior is really good. I don't know if edge you, guys you think their edge guys too. are as good as these guys as well? I – I'm. I mean, I I have an immense amount of respect for Cam Jordan. I think Rankins is really good. Okafor's fine, and I'm Marcus, Marcus Davenport's playing pretty well before he got hurt, and right? he's got four sacks. Like he's he's been he's been really good for a rookie. Yeah, who wasn't like the consensus number one overall pick. Um, oh, Clowney and Watt. I think uh, Ngakwe and and Campbell are significantly better. better? I I don't know about significantly, yeah. but like. Can't I really? I mean, I think it's a 
it sucks that Tyron might not play because uh, if he, if he was playing, I'd think this was a pretty favorable matchup because I, right. you know, Suofilo's played well, and you got Zach Martin to handle Rankins, and then Cam Jordan is is far and away their best edge rusher. I mean, they only have thirty one sacks; like they're not. I think they're ranked fourteenth. They're not like, like this. They're like one spot behind the same uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys yeah. So, um, no, I think. No. Well, the reason, I, no, the reason I don't think so. Well, let me ask you the reason why. The reason why I ask that is because <laughs> I'm looking at the fact that if if Tyron doesn't play, then now you're one step down there. And the other area where you've had significant problems, you still continue to have problems, is at the right tackle position. If you've got significant pass rushers on the other team off the edge, now your weakest point on the offensive line is maybe where their strength is. That's the reason why I I'm think, asking. I again, think asking the question. what you're saying is is they've made them better a little bit. They made them a little bit more a part of the game if Tyron doesn't play in the way Lyle's playing. But I don't think that that makes them one of your you know I think, tougher duos because. What happened in Houston, and I think Jacksonville was better. Washington, I think, it probably has you know comparable defensive ends around the edge. But I, yeah, Cam Jordan against Lyle and Cam Fleming could be problematic, right. but he can only be in one place at a time. He doesn't have a partner. I mean, Clowney and Watt, that's gross. And uh, Suofilo. That's way to put it. Yeah. Uh, Suofilo's played, you know, well. He handled Fletcher Cox, which yeah. leads me to believe he can handle Sheldon Rankins. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm less concerned more. about the interior. I'm way more concerned about what's happening on the edge. And Marcus Davenport, I think, is a guy that can have an impact in this game. I every really time I downplay somebody's players, like they just blow up. Yeah. So now that I've said this, I'm sure that Marcus Davenport's going to have five sacks. Crazy. But I, I, I mean, he's coming off an injury. He's a rookie. Like I would hope Lyle Collins can give better than he gets in that matchup. And Cam yeah. Jordan will probably be problematic, especially if uh, Tyron can't play. But it's not something I think that the Cowboys should let ruin their game plan, I hope. Again, knock on wood, now that I've said it, it's that's never good. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we've got to talk about DeMarcus Lawrence. He had some interesting comments yesterday about these New Orleans Saints. And then we'll also get to our picks for the game. Nick's going to tell us why the New Orleans Saints will... Win or lose. We'll see what he's going to say when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeardealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. 
the Jack Black Playmaker. Ten bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Talking Cowboys versus Saints. Nick, tell us about Tommy John. Let's go script number one. Script number one. Here in Cowboys country, and yes, it is Cowboys country no matter what it looks like, we always ride up with our boys. Making a joke about how many Saints fans are going to be there tomorrow. And here. And and here. Walking around the Star and all that stuff. It's going to be a battle there. Okay, in Cowboys country, though, you always ride with our boys, but right. when it comes to your underwear, you definitely don't want them riding up on your boys. It's bolded and italics. That's why we always wear Tommy John. It's a great brand of underwear. Stay put waistbands that keep everything in place. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You get 20% off your first order. Don't let it ride up your boys. It is Christmas time. Make sure you go get your Tommy John for the special man or woman in your life. Trust now me. This, Trust me on that. This read was definitely for men's underwear. Huh? Well, this but, read. Was. Yes, but I'm just saying. But yes, there they are others men, for other. They have women. Women don't so. want them writing up either. Good. Okay. They don't. Nobody likes that feeling. <laughs> All right, good. All right, so let's jump back in. Uh, we've gotten our, our scouting report for uh, both the off. I mean, for the offense yesterday, for the defense today. Um, and we're going to take some calls here at some point during the show. So feel free to call us 888-855-2297. Before we get to calls, though, I do want to talk about DeMarcus Lawrence. Yesterday, he had some interesting comments, and I think there were kind of uh, there's one comment that's getting a lot of play. There's another that's not getting as much play, but I think it's as important as the second comment. So I'm going to read the first comment that he made, and he said, read it all. This team right here that we're going to face is hands down, if you really look at the details, the best team in the league. That's an important statement. On the other hand, here was this other comment. They're going to have to match our intensity for 60 minutes straight. If they, if you hit a mother mm, in the mouth, hush your mouth, and then they ain't doing what they're regularly doing, putting up 50 points, they start to get a little distressed. Now you got them where you want them at, and then you mm, choke their mm, <laughs> out. Guys, uh, think that's a good idea for him to go that hard in the, I guess, with the media as far as his comments about the uh, Saints. I think it's great. I think it's awesome, uh, but also I wanna I wanna throw something else out there, which is it's not an idea. It's not like I, I really don't. Demarcus Lawrence didn't wake up and say like right. I'm I'm gonna let the Saints know what's up today. Demarcus Lawrence is like one of the most authentic people I've ever been around. He can't be anybody but himself. 
and, and and I'm not trying to call him stupid. I, he's he's not a stupid person at all. But like he's just going to tell you how he feels, and it doesn't matter if you're holding a recorder or if you've got a camera in his face. And I value that about him. I, I love it. it. There's there's so much phoniness and canned BS in sports, and I spend so much time rolling my eyes at the phony BS that I hear from most football players and coaches that I appreciate him saying something authentic. And so uh, I, I appreciated it. You know, I love Demarcus Lawrence. I love his personality, his attitude and everything. I love the comment he made, was it last year, when he was talking about the referee and, you know, mm-hmm. getting penalties and stuff <laughs> like that. I'm all for it, yes. But this specific comment, to me, it was a little too aggressive because... The Saints, they deserve that kind of respect. I mean, they've earned it this year. Like, you you, you should have respect for what they're doing. And no, and the fact that you're mentioning, oh, what they're usually doing, putting up 50 points, that's pretty high. The fact that you said that, you know they're pretty high up there. And even if you choke them in the neck, and let's say you hold them there for a little bit, they're still most likely going to get at least half of that. Let's say 25 points. So... I think that was a little too out there. Can I can I just say this one thing? And I want to I want to clarify this a little bit because I think I think it's been mischaracterized. I don't think that Demarcus was saying we're going to choke out the Saints. Nope. I think what he was saying was this is a really good team, but if we're going to have a chance of success, we have to punch them in the mouth. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. if we can punch them in the mouth, then you see how they respond to that. If they're the kind that when they get punched in the mouth, they get distressed. Oh, now we got him, right? And so I think what he's doing is he's painting the scenario of this is what we have to do, and this is how we're going to find out what kind of team they are. And then when we find out what kind of team we are, if they are the type that that gets you know messed up by us, really you know punching them in the mouth, then we have a shot, right? And so I, I don't think it's him going out saying we're going to choke them, but that's certainly the way it's being portrayed. And that's why I asked the question: Is it smart to do that? Because now. If you're worried, if you're one of those people that worries about bulletin board material, you've now given bulletin board material. Yeah. It, it's good to have that kind of attitude, too, because you want to have that energy and that confidence, especially when you're playing against such a good team. But at the same time, let's say they are unable to do anything great against them, then you look dumb in a way. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's good to be really confident, but you have to be careful when you're overly confident against the person that you're doing it. You know what I mean? No, I get it. I don't know if this is him being overconfident, though. If he cared, he wouldn't say it. Like, if you're right. And that's the great thing about DeMarc. Yeah, if he he cared, he he wouldn't say it. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, the Saints don't need it. The Saints don't need that to get, I mean, to to get excited about this game. They should already be there. And, you know, I mean, it's all... I mean, it's not even literal anyways. I mean, you can't hit anybody in the mouth. That's obviously a penalty. You're not choking <laughs> anyone out. That's felony. So, I mean. Is that? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, I it, it's just football talk. He's you talking. talk about choking all the time. Yeah. Well, not, not, <laughs> not on the air. I just don't I just don't think it, it's something that really, at the end of the day, affects one thing or another. I yeah. mean, I don't. I mean, it's just him trying to get everyone excited. I hope it doesn't get the hot boys excited. They should already be there. And I hope it although, doesn't get Ramcheck or whoever over there excited to, to block them. They, although they when, you, when, you, when your boy goes all in, I mean, you know, if it's your boy and he's going all in, like, 
Yeah, we got we can we can get with these. It does. I think you talk about his leadership. I do think that that kind of thing can have an impact on the rest of that defensive line to be like, man, we don't have to be scared of them. The other quote that you left out of there, too, because I was there, uh, the reporter at the reporter basically was like, well, so what do you think about this offensive line? Is it the best that you've watched? Like 11 sacks, blah, blah, blah. You know, they nobody can get to breeze. And he to mark as only he could say, he's like S.H.I.T. I don't know. We haven't played him yet. Uh, and then, you know, he, he's like, they haven't played us either. So and then. He said, he was like, come ask me when the game's over, and I'll be honest with you. I'll let you know. And he will. And that's yeah. and exactly like he can't be anybody but himself. Right. And he said it is only DeMarcus can say it, but he basically just outlined the way you have to beat a right. team like this. Like he said it very aggressively, but he's like, yeah, you got to be physical with them, hit them, throw them off what they're used to doing, and see if you can frustrate them. He just said it like DeMarcus instead of that. So hey, when you I got, appreciate it. When you got a group of players that have to go and sit and watch Marinelli Madness, they're gonna be a little bit aggressive. That's a, yeah. I mean yeah, I don't wanna hear I don't want to hear a Rod <laughs> Marinelli he's like, you shouldn't have said that. No. Well don't show me videos of lions disemboweling antelopes right. all day. Right. <laughs> Eating them and then looking up with blood all over their yeah. faces, smile. Like that's that's a part of what you're gonna get. So, you're gonna have a very aggressive group, right? I I I appreciate his authenticity. And yeah, to Nick's point I mean you know, if you need that to get hype in the NFL, then you you got a problem. Yeah. So, I, and I, honestly, I don't. I'm not one that buys much into the whole idea of bulletin board material. Although I do think it it just adds extra fodder, and I think it actually can work in the reverse. I think sometimes if you talk a bunch of smack before, whenever you're going to compete against someone, if things start going bad, sometimes if you're the kind of person that gets worried about having to back that up, then it can cause you to make mistakes because you start pressing to try to make mm-hmm. yourself right. I don't think that's DeMarcus at all. Like, I don't no. think he's that kind of pro- I think he's going to put it all Actually, out there. He's going to play the best he can play. And then when it's done, however it turns out, if, if, if they don't play well, he will say, we didn't play well. And he's and left himself a really big out, too, because it's like, well, can you talk about the comments after this game? And in your comments, he's like, yeah, I said if we could hit him in the mouth, yeah, we did it. We did. Right. And that's <laughs> exactly how he'll say mouth. it, too. So I, I, I have no problem with a guy like him making those kind of comments. It I reminds really me of uh, it actually reminds me of Alvin Kamara, another guy who was clearly very authentic and, and true to himself. He's I mean, before they played the Eagles, because he said last year, he's like, if we'd gotten to play the Eagles in the in the NFC title game, we would have beat the crap out of them. And it came back yeah. around on him before they played the Eagles. And he's like, yeah, so what we said. I, we we would have, and then they, they come back him, after the game, and they beat them fifty-one to seven. So <laughs> right. they come back after the game and say, "So yeah. you were I guess, right. Guess yeah. you were right about that, yeah. Alvin." All right, let's jump into our predictions for the game. Here we go. Let's start with Amber. Amber, <laughs> my mic went down. He was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> who's going? Who's going? What do you have? On this <laughs> game. Sorry. What do you have for this game? Who's going to win? Oh, I'm going to have to pick the Saints. I think. <laughs> It's it's hard not to, but again we we've said that I don't think anyone of us would be surprised if the Cowboys actually did win this game. You would I'm be. I'm gonna be surprised. Yeah, really? I'm gonna be. Right. Yes, I will be surprised if the Cowboys win the game. Who's not gonna be surprised? I won't. I won't I'll be surprised. surprised. I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised. Well, then pick them. No, because I don't think they're going to. <laughs> Y'all well, then, giving then away the segment. Slow down. Would be. No. Slow down. Slow down. That's a Slow surprise. Down. That's like saying. It's if, not a surprise. Like yes, it is. It's different from being shocked, stunned. Now, just because just because you think something's going to turn out a way a certain way doesn't mean you're surprised when it doesn't. Because sometimes you'll have to make a decision. You're like, I think it's going to go this way, but I could very. It's my game this Saturday. Like I think we're going to get rolled by Oklahoma, 
but I wouldn't be shocked if we win. Shocked I wouldn't, and surprised. And I wouldn't be surprised if we. Things. I wouldn't be surprised if we win. I just okay. kind of think we're going to lose. I'm going to call heads on this coin toss, but I'm not going to be surprised if it's tails. Like there's only <laughs> there's two possible outcomes. Right. I mean. No, I, I don't think I don't. It's not even a good. So what's that's your score? What's your score, Amber? Why? Because Vegas doesn't have it as pick'em, and they would if you were flipping a coin. It's a seven-point oh game. God. It's a one-touchdown game. This is this in the NFL. You know that a seven points is the Saints should win the game. They and, should and, win and, the and, game. And I think people are going to be surprised if the Cowboys win. I I I, I don't know. Be. the The commentary I've heard from a lot of different people suggests that people expect the Saints to win. But they won't be surprised if the Cowboys win. Okay, and so I, I, hate I don't know pull, that it's either. I don't think it has to be either or in this situation. I hate to pull the cliche, but like if I've learned one thing covering Jason Garrett's teams, it's like how can you be surprised by anything they do? Like good or bad, especially this year. Like you really don't know what they're gonna be doing in each game week by week. Right, but but for the Saints to not win then they're probably going to have to be held under 30 points or maybe even, you know, and that would be surprising considering where they are. If the Saints score over 30 and the Cowboys match them, everyone's going to be shocked to see a 35, 40-point game like that for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys win 45 to 41, I will be surprised. If they win 28 to 24, I won't be surprised. Mm -hmm. They haven't let a team score 30 all year, That's a good way to put it, yes, yes. Okay. Especially when you don't know what could happen on the game as far as like injuries and stuff like that. You never know what could end up working in your favor. All right. So, anyways, I'm picking the Cowboys. No, no. Wait. Oh, oh. Don't Freudian trick me. Slip. Don't mess me up. I'm picking the Saints. Okay. I'm picking the Saints. I think I'm curious to see how the O-line is going to play and if they're going to be affected at all with – without having Tyron Smith there and being able to help out. Um, also, if so, if they do struggle, how Dak is going to be able to react to that? Is he going to go back to that whole uh, unconfidenceness? I don't even know the right word. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but you get it. my point. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't, no, no. Keep going. <laughs> you get the point. You get the point, but... How that's going to be affected because, once again, we've seen that as soon as they mess with the O-line, that's when everything else starts to fall down. And so goes Zeke, obviously Dak, and then for Amari Cooper. So it's all that's where the chain effect starts for me. And I'm curious about that. As far as the defense, and sorry, I'm kind of rambling around. But as far as the defense go, I think they can do enough to hold up the Saints for sure. But if the offense is not able to help them out as well and do put part of their job, then they're screwed. All right. Dave. There are actually a couple of things that work really well for the Cowboys in this matchup. I think they'll be able to run the ball better than most teams have against the Saints. Uh, They do really well against pocket passing quarterbacks it's the mobile guys that are have really given them a problem um i think they can absolutely badger drew Brees. teron armstead you know they got their own left tackle problems teron armstead's probably not going to play jermon bushrod who got abused by demarcus ware a decade ago is going to probably be their left tackle in this game so i think they'll be able to get to breeze um i think they'll be able to run the ball i think that they can at least make a spirited effort at playing like they did against Atlanta and keeping it in the low to mid twenties. Um, I just, 
I think too much has to go right. Like you can't afford to struggle on offense. You can't afford three and outs, which we've seen too many times, even in the games that they've won. Um, they've been good at taking care of the ball recently, but you can't lose the turnover battle. Uh, you can't struggle in the red zone and kick field goals against this team, which we've seen throughout the season. And so, you know, I think it'll be a spirited effort. I think this is going to be a really entertaining game, but you just got to play too close to perfect against these guys. And I think, I think that'll be too much at the end of the day. Saints 34 to 24. And to Nick's point, it'll, you know, it'll be a 10 point win, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be close in crunch time. All right. I have 37, 24 Saints. I just, I don't think the, the Cowboys secondary is good enough. Um, I think Byron Jones has done a nice job this year, um, probably because of our expectations more than anything. But he's done a nice job, and uh, Anthony Brown and those guys. I think the, I think they're going to have a hard time, and I think the Saints will just will just keep scoring on them. And I don't think the Cowboys can can play a game like that. So I will be uh, surprised for sure if the Cowboys <laughs> win because I'm picking a 13 point win for the for. Um, the Saints and I actually just dropped it down in from the 40s. So 37 to 24. Um, I just don't think they can hang with them. Hold on, because Derek is about to tell you how they can. I am going to tell you how they can because when you look at this team, in my opinion, this is a different team. If the Cowboys would have had the team that they had now from the beginning of the season, I think this would be a different record. I think this team would be talked about as a different kind of team. So I think right now their record is what it is. They're six and five. But I do think that when you talk about the product on the field, think about it. The last three weeks, the Cowboys are inching a lot closer to having an average of 30 points a game, which is much closer to what they were two years ago and four years ago when they had a really good team. And it was built, again, around the running game, but they have a much better defense right now. I think that serves them well, and I think that gives them the opportunity to win this kind of game and reassert themselves as maybe they are a player in the NFC uh, because of the changes that they've made. I think this offensive line is a ton better than what it was um, uh, five weeks ago. Um, and, and that's even without Tyron Smith, I think they're a lot better off than they were uh, because the guard position has been solidified a little bit more. I think all those things Dave said are right. I think they'll be able to run the ball. I actually think they'll be able to pass the ball as well. I think offensively they'll be okay as long as they don't end up having problems on the edge. That's the one area that I think could be a problem for the Cowboys that could hurt them above and beyond what we already know of the Saints. Their offense is going to do what their offense does. The best the Cowboys will do is slow them down, which I think they can do. I think it'll be a close game, but I think I just have this feeling this is a Cowboys win, very similar <laughs> to other times I've seen this happen. Like I've seen in the time I've covered the Cowboys, I've seen these games where the Giant comes to play the Cowboys or the Cowboys go to play the Giant. And I'm not talking about the Giants. I'm talking about the Giant team, the team that's undefeated or the team that has one loss. And they managed to, to pull off a win. I saw them do it in Indianapolis. Like, it's happened. And so I just have a feeling that this is, this is setting up nicely for the Cowboys to get, a, as Nick would call it, a surprise win. I did some research. I did a blog on this. The Cowboys have faced a team four times in, in, in the franchise history that have won 10 straight games. They come in with a 10-game winning streak or more. And they're 2-2 two and two in those games. Um, they they defeated, which is probably pretty pretty good percentage. They defeated the that. Redskins in ninety one. Yeah. 
They were 11 and 0. They defeated the uh, Saints in uh, 09. They were 13 and 0. They lost to the Panthers in 2015. I did not remember that Carolina came in here 10 and 0. I don't remember that. Was that Thanksgiving? The game? Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. They finished 15 and 1. That yeah. Year. yeah. And they, they and then really they also faced the Bears in 85 and lost 44 to nothing. And that doesn't For, throw in the nine the the nine win team Indianapolis team. Weren't they like yeah, nine, nine and 0? Yeah. And you you count that team. If yeah. you want to say nine, that's fine. All five of those teams made it to the Super Bowl, and yeah. four of them won it. I'm yep, a so. big, I'm a big believer in with in a league with this much parity. I like probability means a lot to me, and like you just you don't see even the best teams in the NFL. You don't see teams string together win streaks that go longer than nine or ten games very often. I mean the Patriots. It's too hard to do. The 09 Saints won 13 before the Cowboys beat them, but I mean just based on probability, you play enough games in a league that this that this that is this even. Somebody will find a way to beat you, or you won't be on your game. Which again. Uh-huh. I hear what you're saying, and I obviously picked the Saints to win by 10, but I will not be surprised right. at But all. the same thing that you're saying about probability, and you're saying that basically it's hard for a team to win 11 in a row and all that, but a Jason Garrett coach Cowboy team they to win 11. four straight games? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, six true. and five. They won 11 that one time, though, yeah. and then they lost it to a to, – they saying. couldn't score more than seven points what, against the Giants. What would a loss put them at? Six and six. six. And six. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, I hear you. Just saying. All right. So let's real quick. Let's get one question before we end the show. We got a call from Horace in Atlanta. Horace, what Horace. up? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? What's what up, Horace? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, real quick. Yeah, I, I think we have a really good chance, and I really like our chances with uh, our quarterback, Dak. I think you all are kind of giving him a little not not enough credit. I mean, the guy has not played up to the capability because of that offensive line, and I think you all have mentioned that before. When the line is right, the play is right. The the play of the quarterback is right. You know, our offensive line in 2016 is not the offensive line that we have today. And if you want to evaluate that line with this line, you have to make everything equal. And he's not playing with the, the level of talent that he had on that team. I think he's done really well. I think he's going to do really well in this game. He always plays well in the big game. And I love that about him. I, I hope that we resign him to a big contract because I think he is worth it. And I think he's going to prove that this weekend. All right. Thanks for the call, Horse. I just, you know, just remember exactly what was said in that call that, that you know, about the big contract and all that. If the line is plays well then he plays well and and i and i don't think that is the definition of an elite quarterback that's okay he he can be really good and he can play really uh you know he can play well at times but if 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 you need that offensive line to elevate your game then that just kind of goes to show where you sort of stand i think guys like the elite quarterbacks they elevate the guys around them and Amari Cooper comes in, and now he's playing better. That, there's nothing wrong with that. It just goes to show that, you know, Dak needs help. He does need help around him to be really good. Uh, and He and, needs a new coach. That's what he needs. <laughs> he needs a new coach. And I uh, believe We're at the end of the show, and you just started a brand I'm new sorry, because, because, Bless you, Amber. Bless you. I'm sorry. That, end of story. We've, okay. seen, we've seen his talent. Music. We've, We've seen what he's capable of. I'll I'll just say it real quick. We've seen his talent. We've seen what he's capable of. You know he has it in him. He just needs to be better coach. Needs a new coach. We've seen what Chris Tuchar was able to do with Byron Jones. We've seen what the new offensive line has been able to do with this offensive line now. End of story. 
just need someone in your ear that has the knowledge and is able to direct you the right direction. You kick a lot of ant piles when you were a kid. <laughs> you just, you just, <laughs> just like, can't help yourself. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All appreciate right. you guys. Okay. We'll be back on Friday to tell you guys what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Still in for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?